Welcome to Strategic Insights Radio brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. If your dream is to start a business or nonprofit or grow your existing enterprise, Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is ready to help make it happen. Their business, marketing, and technology consulting services get you started with financial projections and business planning, accounting, and taxes, develop marketing plans and implementing them. I say M instead of them. You notice that, don't you, Jennifer? Growing your market through branding, website development, and social media management, increasing productivity with process improvement and automation, and selecting and using the right technology with their business technology strategy consulting and implementation services. Those are big words for me, so that's why we have to host the show, Jennifer Roos. She's the CEO and president of Strategic Insight, well, of Sterling Rose <laughs> Consulting Corp., and of course, the, the main host of this show, Strategic Insights Radio. And we got a great program in store today and a wonderful guest with you, Jennifer. Yes, I do. Actually, I have here with me Daniel Stewart from Merchant Link Services, and we're going to talk a little bit about the cost of doing business and the, the cost of money in doing business and revenue. So, sure. Hi, yeah. Thank you for having me today, Jennifer. So if you tell the crowd a little bit about who you are and, and what you guys provide. So my name is Daniel Stewart, as you said. I'm with Merchant Link Services, and we provide credit card processing and uh, business solutions for small to medium-sized businesses. Um, Non-cash payments what I specialize in, and making sure that we can do that, as you said, in a cost-effective way, uh, doing it what's best for the merchant and helping them get on their way to accepting those payments. Well, I know one of the biggest expenses for a business these days, right, and they don't realize it's the biggest expenses is taking credit cards, taking debit cards. and uh, I mean, cash is cash. Cash is still king. Right? You don't get a, a fee on your cash. You're absolutely right, and, uh, and that is, and that's one of the, the, the largest parts of in, uh, you know, educating or educating our, our merchants that we're working with is let them know your, your number one cost is actually accepting that credit card. So you have the associations, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, American Express. They set a, a base rate depending on what type of card or what type of tra- credit transaction, if it's debit or if it's credit, if it has rewards. Um, the debit transactions are typically a little cheaper, which is good. Uh, but the Well, the let's talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah. So one of the things that people don't realize, like they, they, when they use a system like a Square or something like that, when they're really small business, yeah, they, get, they figured out they got the fee. Yes. They see it, PayPal, the same thing. Yes. It tells you upfront what the fee is. But when you're talking about taking a, a credit card transaction at your cash register or at, um, from an online system, a lot of times you don't see that fee. You um, don't see that fee up front. And so explain to them what that fee really means and, and how that works. Because it, at the end of the day, you think that you made $20, and in rea- reality, no, you, you made 19 Yes, uh, because that fee is deducted. So uh, as I was saying, it, it's actually taken out. So if you have a $20 transaction and you take a credit card from Visa, and I can get into some specific rates, yeah. it's $1.51 and, and $0.10 cents for that merchant just to accept that card. So $1.51 of that $20 a transaction percent plus 10 cents is automatically out. So they don't truly get that full $20. So one of the things that I t- try to drive home when we're talking with a new client for mine, when we're talking about setting up prices, yes. right? Understanding what your true cost of doing business is and your true margin on a product or, or services. Yeah. And one of the pieces that they always forget is the merchant services. It is. It's the bank fees and the merchant service fees. It is, and and a lot of times when we're working wi- within uh, with the merchant, one of the questions I ask them is, "What's your budget for this?" And I get a blank stare. <laughs> they don't understand. They nearly need a budget for that as well, um, mm-hmm. because there is that cost of doing business, and it can be a large. If you have a higher average ticket or a, or a high ticket, it's going to be a, a more significant amount coming out. 
uh, especially if you're, like you said, you mentioned uh, PayPal or you mentioned Square, they have a flat rate, uh, whether it's 2.75%. Well, if that card's only, you know, if it's a debit card and it's less than a percent, I mean, they're being charged a, a, a hefty fee on top of that as well. Exactly. And one of the things that I always laugh is um, a lot of times people are looking at their finances at the end of the day and they're like, well, I've... I saw growth in the number of products and widgets and services that I sold, but I lost money this year. Well, it's the merchant services. Yeah. It's the cost of doing business, that interchange cost. And it, again, it's the number one cost when accepting, uh, you know, accepting a credit card. And well, the, the, and everyone forgets that, especially nowadays, no one carries cash. No. Nope. I mean, I very rarely, very rarely. Very will rarely I actually have cash on yes. me. <laughs> everybody's going to pay with it, whether it's a debit card, a credit card, or something. And a lot of us want to pay online. Yep. We don't even want to give you, and that's another cost too, so be careful when you're choosing your, your everybody out there. When you're choosing what you're going to use for a credit card processing company, remember that some of them actually cost more if you don't physically have the card and you're taking yes. a payment online or over the phone. So we're talking card not present. So yes. in, in the merchant services industry, it's all about risk as well. So when you're doing and you're paying on online or you're on a website and you're paying and that's a card not present, the risk of fraud is that much more higher. So there is a higher cost, or even if you're keying in at your mm -hmm. location. So if you're a pizzeria and you accept credit cards and somebody calls in and pays, the pizzeria is actually paying a lot more because uh, there's downgrades and there's surcharges on that to accept that card not present and just key enter that information. So in another area that makes it more expensive as well is not capturing all the data. If you don't capture all the data of the cardholder, mm -hmm. if you don't get the CVC code, you don't get all that, it's going to make it a higher rate as well. So something that's 1.51 can jump up to 2.3%. And that's a lot for a company, especially a when company. you're talking on every single transaction. Mm -hmm. You're yep. not just talking nope. overall. Nope. And, and, and then there are the, the cost of business uh, for a company like myself that actually process these cards safely. So then you add a little bit of a fee on top of that as well, and it can get pretty hefty. Yeah. So one of the things, so when you go out to a client and you're talking to a new business that's out there, what are kind of the questions that you're asking them? What are you, what are you advising them to do to help mitigate their risk and, and control their costs? Well, I think first it's the education. I think the number one question is asking them, you know, what is your budget? What are you looking to pay where you're at? And then if they're already existing, then you want to take and look and see, okay, well, this is your budget, but you're well outside of it. And this is why. So there's a little bit of education that has to go on. Uh, you know, here at Merchant Links, we want to do what's right with everybody and what's right for that that customer so you want to understand what they what how they're accepting the payment so are they doing a lot of key entering or if you notice they are getting those surcharges and, and that you know educating how you can lower that cost for them and just understanding how their business actually operates and what's the best method for them to accept the card and, and how it can help them yeah as far as best method to accept the card i know one of the things that we're doing because i one of the pieces of my business that I have is, is company expansion. Yep. And so we do and help companies actually launch new locations from, from literally the idea all the way through to the opening day and even past that. And one of the things we're doing is putting in the POS systems and the, mm -hmm. the merchant services. Deciding on that POS system, that's the other thing. It is. Uh, so before we even get to taking the transaction and figuring out how much they're going to take the transaction, uh, a lot of companies, especially going into this, have to look at their technology side of it first. Exactly. And see if they integrate with certain platforms. Yes, exactly. So one of the questions I know that we've worked on together, right, is yep. is an integration yes. standpoint. 
doesn't integrate with the softwares that are necessary to run your business. Right. And when you're typically meeting with them, you want to understand that as well, I think. And um, also what their POS actually does for them. Make sure they're in the right POS and the right system. And for those who, just quickly, who don't know what that is, point of sale system. Point of sale system, So that's yes. what we keep calling POS, but we want to make jargon. sure Jargon. <laughs> Industry jargon, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's not necessarily like it, it's looking at how you run your business, yes. right? When you're deciding on how you're going to take your money. Yes. So as you're aware, a lot of people out there, I mean, you're now seeing changing in how different POS systems are put out there. Yep. And you're actually seeing changing in actual programs too. And I'd be remiss if I didn't speak about it. You talked about a ca cash is still king. There are programs out there and one that we specialize in what's called cash discounting. Um, so it's very, uh, it, it's for a merchant that is tired of, paying for all those fees you can actually pass that on you can you can make your business so it's more apt to, to take cash or if you accept that credit card very similar to how gas stations have a cash price and a credit price you can now do that with with the software in-house so there's a small service fee that'll be passed on to them and they don't so if they do a $20 ticket they get the full twenty dollars, and the fees actually passed on to the merchants will be just slightly over twenty dollars. Then, so similar, to like uh, I know I get hit with the fees if I go on the Ticketron or yep. Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster, right? <laughs> or if you use an out of market or out of network ATM. Yeah, that three dollar that three dollar fee, fee that always gets <laughs> knocked yep. onto me. And that's and that fee is actually, if you do the math, it comes out almost up to twenty percent. So that's a big hefty fee. But you know, if for the right for the right merchant, it, I think the cash discounting program could be very good. Yeah, but um, that doesn't always work with it with doesn't always softwares, work. No, right? It doesn't always work with software. So you got that's another thing when you're talking, you got to make sure it works with other softwares. Um, but if you have a nice, uh, easy point of sale where it's not running another software or billing software, it, it works fantastically. Yeah. So when somebody's putting their strategic plan together and they're deciding on their year for for their money and how they're going to allocate all the, their different funds within when was the best time to talk to you guys in regards to to switching systems or starting a system or the very beginning uh do you want to be apart from the beginning uh, as you know we want to make sure you understand the softwares and everything so you don't run into those hiccups or if you do run into a hiccup you have enough time to react and get it fixed uh, so at the very beginning i think it's a very important part of your business is how are you accepting your non-cash payments if you don't accept credit cards at this day and age you're at a disadvantage you're going to lose out on business and um, if you don't accept online payments i mean uh, if you look at e-commerce you can sell 24 7 24 hours a day seven days a week so um, i think at the very right at the opening um, you should be able to be in there if it's a startup business or if they're looking to change have that conversation so if they're looking to change and and you come into the table what do you actually do if they're very existing what are you looking at so i'm looking at currently how they're set up um you know what the main thing I want to know is I want to know what kind of equipment they're using. Are they using a POS? Can I integrate with it? And then I want to look at kind of where they're at. When you're, when you're talking about a program to where you're, they're paying costs already, it's very similar. I mean, I have programs that are very similar. But you want to look at areas of what's important to them and when you can knock the margin down for them and you can, and you, can uh, you know, knock off some costs for them. And so you can knock off the cost and you can come in with a better option for them. How long does it take to do an integration or get the system set up? So or what's required of them to even see if they could get it? So start to finish. And, you know, if you get in there and, and we're able to look at a typically if they're existing, you want to look at a previous statement or their last three month statements if you can get. I know sometimes that's tough 
if you can look at that, that's great. Um, you, once, I, once I have my proposal and I meet with them and I actually understand their business needs, uh, it really should take about five to seven days to get everything up and running um, from start to finish. It shouldn't, uh, shouldn't take very long at all. Just making sure I have the program that they want and I, and I can reduce their costs. If I can't reduce their costs and I can't find another area where I can help them in their business, and you kind of you, you shake hands and walk away. As far as the information that you need to in that five to seven day processing, um, what would they need to have on the table for you to be able to? So to we do would that? have to get their full business profile. Uh, so we would have to understand, you know, their tax ID, their business, how they're built, who's the key payers, the signers. We need all that personal information and the business information to get that going. If they have a software, we need to understand the software. If they have a program developer that they're working with, if they can give us the name and number, it makes it easier for my team to reach out to them and make sure that we can. Um, and as long as you have that core information, you can get it done fairly quick. So say they're a true startup it, um, and they just opened their bank account. They just opened their businesses. You need a, you need a, you need a, <laughs> a letter of verification, a validation from the bank. Um, if they're a true startup and, um, you know, the, the, the checking account, I think in my industry, it's all about risk and how do you how do you do business without risk on on each part so if they have starter checks i can't use starter checks i have to have a bank letter uh, and it's for, for the, the the merchant's protection as well to make sure that that account is in their name and in their business name and the tax ids are associated with it and, um, and that we're depositing the money into the account that it should go into um, and, and that's what you want to do and a lot of folks to understand that in my industry as an acquirer when we deposit funds so if you do a full days of transactions and we go ahead and collect that and batch that in the night and then we put it in your account the next morning it's almost like a small term loan because we don't collect from the credit card associations from 30 to 60 days okay so, yeah so it's that's why we need to verify all the vis the banking information and all that good stuff. So it's almost like a small term loan. And so we got to make sure, hey, this is a great account. This is the, you know. And one of the things, too, is uh, depending on the, the POS system or the or the structure of the business for the taking the merchant services. Um, how many days be from the time that the transaction actually happens to the time that it appears in the, into someone's account? Next day funding. You do next day funding. Yeah, we okay. do next day funding. Yeah. Well, I know merchant leases, but that does not mean that every service does. Not every service does not, and um, but we're lucky enough to to who um, I work with on the back end that they're able to provide that for us as long as it's a, it's a valid checking account, and they have to batch before eleven o'clock at night. Okay, because I know one of the big things I'm aware of is that some of the merchant service systems that I use, it's two to three days out, uh, and if it's a weekend, forget it. And there's other little <laughs> things, too. There's little nuances, too. So sometimes American Express can be longer, um, but we'll work through where we get it. If it's like if you do over a million in American Express, it, it kind of it, it can be a little tricky there. Um, but, yeah, it's one of the, I think, the perks for Merchant Link Services, and we kind of tip our hat. And I know it may sound like it's not that big of a deal, but when you have payroll and you have other things you need to do, then know that those funds are there next day. It really goes a long way. A huge way, especially because when you're talking about receiving funds on a Thursday and it doesn't come in the next day, it means you're not getting it till Tuesday. Yes, you're absolutely so, right. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I will and I will say to disclaimer on the over the weekend, it's just like a business deposit. So over the weekend, so but it's still Monday. Yeah, Monday. Your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But it's not like a uh, Friday it came in and you get a Wednesday. Yeah, no. So no. you're cut out for half a week already. And we have an excellent customer service department too. So <laughs> if something happens, we're right there. We'll, we'll make sure we fix it. <laughs> yeah, because I know I've, I've run into those issues too mm -hmm. where 
you know, especially the beginning of the month, middle of the month when I have it my payroll coming out. Yeah, it can be very frustrating. Um, you know, a lot of the smaller, the medium-sized businesses, their pizzerias, their coffee shops, their mom and pops. I mean, they're depending on that. That's mm-hmm. a huge part of their, of uh, you know, of their their livelihood and their business. And you got to understand that as well. Yeah. Does Merchant Links have anything like a same day service or is it just always next day? It's next day. Same day service is kind of would be kind of tough because we have to get that batch at night. We have to get the total sale. We can't deposit until we get the total sale. Now, ideally, if you wanted a batch at noon and that you can, but it just makes more sense just to batch the one batch. And we have to make sure all the sales are total batched and, and good and then we'll send it over. Okay. And as far as you talking about batching, it makes it sound like there's an extra step that somebody has it's to do. It's really not. We've set it up automatically to do that. So, uh, you know, some, some merchants like to still do it themselves and they like to daily, they like to go ahead and run their batch report automatically or that. But I, I'll tell you a lot of times you'll see human error in that and they'll forget and they'll be like, Hey, I didn't get my funds. Well, you know, Mr. Merchant, you didn't batch. <laughs> so just let us automatically batch it for you. Yeah, I know that a lot of times the batching is done by restaurants is a lot of, t- of it's, the people. It's a little more difficult when you when you have restaurants because you have tips and you have yeah, that's other a little nuances batch. to do. So each industry is a little bit different. Um, and then a lot of some of the softwares that they use, they'll batch too. So you got to make sure that you're on the same batch time. So if they're batching at the same time, you're batching with them. I prefer just let the system batch itself yes, and yes. just receive my funds. Yeah, that <laughs> makes it much more easy. Less One less thing you have to worry about. Exactly. Especially because it's kind of annoying. As far as receiving back reports from you guys to show show them and getting invoicing or what 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 gets back to the owner of the company so, so that they know can, what's happening on. So them. we obviously will provide statements, mm-hmm. um, but what we also do is we provide a service to where we have a CRM tool that they can log on and they can see their daily batches and they can follow that as well. So they can kind of see it's a, it's a back office tool. It's called Iris. And it allows them to go ahead and check and make sure everything's going well. Um, the neat part about that is for me, I have access so I can see everything too. So I, you know, there's been an occasion they said, hey, well, I did this transaction and I can't see it. And I can pull up and say, well, it's here. It's going to go through and let them know. And might not have hit your system yet. So it allows us to be able to manage that. So um, it gives that visibility to the yes, client. Yes, the visibility. Because yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, in any accounting situation, it's always that hard for someone. Cause it we, is. Number one, not all business owners understand what they're looking at yeah. for starters. Yeah. But to give away total control and not have that a- right. ability to double check on occasion, right. you want to know where your funds are going. Right. You want to know ha- what happened yep. and in we, case there is an error. Yep. And we also, like I said, we do have uh, the availability to, if it's a large enough account, we assign a certain uh, relationship manager that will manage all that for them as well. So they'll have another point of contact besides myself or the other agent business consultants that might assign them up. So what would you, to mitigate someone's risk on a merchant service standpoint, what kind of questions should uh, a new business or an existing business ask a merchant service provider? So I think first off, I think we've kind of touched on a couple of them. Um, They probably want to understand, first of all, uh, how are they going to be able to accept the cards? You know, um, then you, you you want to know batch time next day funding but you also want to know all the information that you need to do and plus there's something called PCI compliance uh, payment card industry compliance that where you have to uh, you know, survey to make sure that you're secure and your system secure your internet secure um, so they want to know how that process works whether that's a survey that to take and to help them get through that so we make sure that they um, you know what their type of cards they're accepting so a lot of times you got the EMV 
the EuroPay MasterCard Visa. I'm mm -hmm. talking jargon, so I'm explaining <laughs> everything, right? Uh, so that's the chip card, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think if you're a merchant, you're starting off, how am I able to accept that? You know, am I, and if I accept that, is that more of a, a secure payment? And it actually is. And a lot of folks understand if you accept PIN debit, if somebody puts their PIN debit in, it's almost guaranteed funds because you, you got a card, you initiate your chip, you put your PIN debit in. It doesn't get much safer than that. So I think that if you're a merchant, you're starting up, you want to understand that. What's my risk at accepting certain cards? How can I accept these certain cards? And then we got the Apple Pay and the Google Wallets. Are we able to contact, you know, the contact play and how, how we're able to do that and how that affects my business? What other things to, to maybe mitigate the risk? Uh, so full, if you're doing swipes, making sure you get a full max swipe. If the, or the car is fully entered, a lot of times if you swipe it, and it doesn't go through, or if you, uh, you may have seen a clerk grab a plastic bag and try to swipe it, don't ever let them do that because you're not, you're not when you get, you want to get a full max wipe because once you get that full max wipe, you're getting all the information. Um, go as far as, you know, you want to take, if you're invoicing, you want to make sure you have ID, you want to make sure you get address, verification, of CVC code on the back, all that good stuff, and, and have all that on file. Great. Um, if someone was trying to reach you to, to find out a little bit more information about working with Merchant Links but or learning just how to mitigate some of their risk and see if you can maybe save them some money. So they could reach me directly. So I am with Merchant Links and I'll give my number out. That's 404-405-9421. We also have a 1-800 number uh, or 1-866 uh, number that you, you can reach us at and, um, and as well as our, our um, our website. You can go on our website, merchantlease.com. The number is one eight six six eight seven three twenty two hundred, and um, you know, just it, it'll be directed right to my office. Just ask for Daniel Stewart, and you'll be directed right to my office. All right, and Daniel, I want to make sure that folks understand that Lynx is like the the cat. The cat. L Y N X. Yep. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> spelling challenged, and uh, that would be good uh, to know. I am too, and I'm, I just had a little bit of a brain uh, seize. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Daniel, and, and thank, thank you, Jennifer. You. Thank you. Thanks. This has been Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X. To find out more about Merchant Links Services or Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., you can contact Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at 470, that's 470-202-8659, 470-202-8659, or check them out at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com.